Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Super Casperless, the dumb podcast that nobody watches. Yep, that's it. That's the intro. Uh, I'm Zan Taco, was known as Lister. We've got, you know, the wacky inflatable arms, tubes, man, whatever the fuck that thing was called. John over here. And then we've got our guest for the episode, uh, Babylonian Dodds, whatever you want to call him. If you want to call him Hana from Fireman Faith, you can do that too. Uh, he'll answer to it, probably. Hi, Hana. I guess he doesn't answer to it. I was wrong. Nope. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> all right well uh we somehow got you back on here no you hate doing this <laughs> because somehow. of just close heartfelt friendship to you santai no nah, it's because one of the first two characters we're going to be discussing that in today's smasher dash yep. oh. that, that that was the hook <laughs> you may say literally um... I, hey i know how to get certain people interested it's just got to name yeah. a specific character. Which be like, all right, I'll talk about this character. It's like the only way we get Chulix involved is if we talk about either Amaterasu or Metroid. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Maybe a little offshoot, a little dusting of Star Fox here and there. No, I tried, and he wasn't interested. No. It's only that one time, then, I guess. We talked about Slippy with him once. I don't think that's true. So. Do the archives. Nah, not right now. The archives are under repair. That they are. Yes. Anywho, it's Smasher Dash time. We got some characters picked out. You can already see them in the title of the video or the musical podcast. Where the hell you're watching? You're probably not watching. Apparently nobody does. You're all on Spotify or whatever the hell. Which? Yep. Oh, and it is. Um, it was Libby. The okay, archive. But, but what else was on that episode? Silex. <laughs> okay, there you Just go. What did I say? Metroid. Mm-hmm. Never question me again. I questioned that statement. Well, that's right. Yeah. Anywho, we got Dodds here because, uh, well, that's a particular character that he 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 wants to uh, promote. So we'll mm-hmm. be in there. But before we can get to there, we got to do rate their chances. We got five characters picked out. All of them Dodds knows about, thankfully, because otherwise that would be really difficult to do rate their chances on if you don't but know who the characters are. And we'll be discussing, you know, their merits. Why we think they could be in Smash. And we'll be deciding, you know, chance of 1% to 99%. What we think their odds are of actually becoming playable in the next Smash Brothers game. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, usually the numbers aren't high. Maybe we will subvert those expectations today. Doubt. <laughs> Major doubt. Yeah, looking at this list, probably so. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I mean, first of all, it's just hard to give characters real chances yeah. when there's thousands of options. It, it's hard to truly say. And some things are just like, oh, hey, here's this character in this, in this game. Okay, there's like 30 main characters in this game, though, so how do you pick one? It's like, I don't know. And then there's always the outside rim shot chance of, uh, oh, you know what, Luigi has a 90% chance, and then we get Piranha Plant. Yeah, I would never have given Piranha Plant high odds, too. No, probably like a 2%. You know, that, that could be an on-topic discussion someday. Rate their chances if, like, before this character's got in, what we would have said. 
Oh, that's a good idea. Something I said actually led to something good. <laughs> we can turn that into an episode down the road. This actually, you know what? We might need to write this on the counter because that never fucking happens. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, a few times. <laughs> a few times where a brain cell actually starts working. It's like, it's like it, it's that fairly obvious area episode. Cosmo had a good idea. It will never happen again. So we must remember this forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the one time that Mwamba reached his 10-year mark. Dodds doesn't even know who that is. No, but I but we do. <laughs> we do. He's a friend. He's a friend. It's Xenoblade Chronicles 3. <laughs> you know, the game that Jono took a year to complete after starting it before yeah. me. Because he's yeah. a fucking pleb. Yeah. yeah. There's a that's, reason I don't like you, sir. That's what they call it these days. Yes. Anyways, uh, I'm getting prepared for typing up characters names so we can write down their point totals. <laughs> so I didn't do that ahead of time, you know, like a, like a shit. Like me. But I think it's time to go to rate their chance, unless Dodds says otherwise. Dodds? Sure. Yeah, I'm down for it. Okay. So our first character from Square Enix. Oh, my God. From Brave the Default. Whoa. One. Not the new one. The original. It's everyone's favorite murderer. It's Idiotly. Oh my gosh. Let's be real. Best character in the game, right? I think so. All, so, all you Ring a Bell fans, sit down. Dodge is sitting right now. I am kind of on the fence with him. I enjoy him, but he's... He's just kind of. Bad much. He's very much in that like I'm a high, I'm a big flirt kind of character, and that can get really annoying. Yeah, I'm, I'm traditionally not a fan of those. <laughs> it's like, could you have a personality other than wants to get girl, please? Dear God. It's one thing when it was Brock. <laughs> God. Back in the day. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Alright, so, Edia. Her points are that she is one of, if not the more popular character of the game. Ring Bell is really her only competition. You could say Agnes is the main character. It's really not Tiz. He's he's just there. He's, he, he's he, pretty much your uh, he's pretty much your uh, mobility through the game. Yeah, he, 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 he's who the players experience in the game from, but he's just a dude that happened to be there. Everyone else has part of the story. Tis just like, yeah, my village is gone. I had nothing else to do, so I guess I'll go with you. Sure. Yeah, you're Mark the Tactician from Fire Emblem. In a way, yeah. In a way. Yeah. Actually talks of it, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we he's do hold a special place for Mark. The mm -hmm. fact that he got into Fire Emblem Heroes is still, what the fuck? <laughs> Cannot believe. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Edia's biggest issue, though, is just the fact that there's four characters. How do you choose, or who are you going to choose from with it? She's got strong competition from two others. 
she doesn't really have like her own solid base person. Yeah. I'm, I'm, she, I'm trying to think of what the word word is. Like she doesn't have like a gameplay that's like dedicated her. She's all the characters by the default. They can all do the exact same stuff. There's some stat variation, sure. And she's more liable to go down the physical slash. I think I think she's on physical and magic mix. I think. Yeah, she's definitely more of the like. She's going to be your DPS for the for your run generally. Yeah. You can it, because it's a class based system. You can pretty much have anybody go down whatever route you're you feel. Even though some uh, have a slightly in these kinds of games, some of them slightly have like lean towards either the physical or the magical. But yeah, you can pretty much do what whatever with uh on uh, um not uh idea yeah it's like it's like um ring a bell obviously dark knight is kind of a place you can go for him for reasons and on yes you know white mage or summon or something along those lines kind of makes sense with her the idea i guess knight is i don't think red mage is in value default all the classes have different names in this game so i don't remember <laughs> what all of them actually is supposed to be so it's, but it makes it difficult for her. Plus, there's the other big factor of, oh yeah, there's a Bravely Default 2 now mm -hmm. with a different cast. Yeah. And the advantage that she does have going for her is that she is a part of the party in Bravely Second. So there is, right. so she's at least popular enough and has enough variety that she could still sort of fit a uh, multi-tool role but um and actually have a little more unique stuff to her but once again in bravely second from what i remember there's no unique like special attacks because that is that's something that other games have done in with party class or party or job systems is that even if they have the ability to go into other routes uh, any route they want they still have their own unique like abilities that they can do i.e some of the Final Fantasy characters in like, like ten, uh, you can't, you can't do all the the blitz ball stuff with, uh, with Yuna or anything like that. Nobody else can summon stuff like her, but everybody can pretty much go down the summoner route and get her spells. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and there there are a few classes that you could lean her to. Like I pulled up a list of them now, and I could see going like, um, Knight, Spell Fencer. Red Mage, Swordmaster, each of them, like, maybe Valkyrie even, uh, Idia could pull from any of those classes. Yeah, I, I believe that the general accepted route, or the general, like, route she tends to go is that a heavy armored class, like like you said, the, uh, the Valkyrie or what have you. Um, but <clears throat> it's, again, not very solidified just because you can go whatever route you want. Right. There is one thing that would lean towards uh, and like a specific class she could draw the most from, which would be Templar because right. her because of her uh, relationship with her father, who is the Templar in the game that you get to you get to get the class from. I hate mm -hmm. his name so much. I don't remember it. It's Brave Lee. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I hate it. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Ugh. I don't get it. 
Also, you did mention Red Mage, and they do have Red Mage. Yeah, yeah, I, I pulled them up after I had said that. I was like, oh, yeah, hey, that is one of the classes. That's But uh, the thing is, is that after, after that, like, there's really not a lot that she really leans towards in Bravely Second, because she doesn't have any more characters she really attaches herself to. Because like, Adia is like, coming in as a legacy character, she, She's her story is largely, yeah. She, her largely is her story's largely been done, but now she's just okay. Here's these two new uh, adventurers that she's got to uh, help, not help make sure that they don't die. She's the mentor mm-hmm. character, pretty much. Yeah. And I, think, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, it's her and Ringabel that are both in second layer. No, nope. or not second. Uh, Bravely second. No. Bravely second has her. The two newbies and uh, Tiz. Oh, it's Tiz. What the fuck? Yeah. Did they just give it a personality in this one? Yeah, actually. Oh, okay. Then I'll allow and, it. Um, <laughs> yeah, on the overall, um, the, the thing that's always going to come back to Bite Edia is that because she doesn't have a defined character path, the question from the developer standpoint would be, why not just go with either the primary character from either of those games or perhaps another popular choice? So she may stand tall amongst the overall cast of these several games, but uh, Tiz, Ringabel, Seth, Anyez all may have... Tiz. Right. No. But uh, um, all they all still are within that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it becomes a choice of like why, who do we pick out of these five and why would it be her necessarily? Um, especially when I think if Bravely Default 2 is the most recent choice, uh, the new freshness right now, I think Seth may have kind of by default uh, higher mm-hmm. chances. Yeah, I mean, Seth or just, uh, if you wanted to go with somebody who's pretty much in the same like, boat as Adia, mm-hmm. uh, you would pick Adele, who's Another like female sword fighter that uh, your that lends that lends her uh, general stats more towards the physical side. Right. Yeah, she she can make them. In. I like the it's, look. Um, yeah. yeah, Adele has a really good design. <clears throat> but the yeah the um, I definitely agree with that. It's it's tough to it is tough to try and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really like if if they're just a blank slate to just kind of slap uh, slap on any any kind of job onto, you're really hard pressed to go with. Okay, what's their more generally accepted stuff, or do we just go with the sort of? I because you look at it, and you could look at someone like Hero as well. I mean, Hero tends to uh, heroes in most. Dragon Quest games tend to also be sort of blank slates where you can either focus them a little more in the physical route, or you can you could uh, send them down the magical route and have them become your healer, your spell, or your mage, or what have you. But uh, but even at least with hero, hero, they don't have like for most Dragon Quest games, they tend to have a predefined list of things that they can do. It's not just like okay, here's twenty classes. Do what do you want? I think there might mm-hmm. be. Yeah. I think there's a couple of Dragon Quest have a class system 
but I don't mm-hmm. recall offhand which ones they are. I know, I know there's like an older one. But... Yeah, Ergerix, um, Ergerix one, which oh, is a Ergerix? third one. Oh, wow. Yep, Ergerix uh, allows for the class system, but he still starts as a hero, which does have a predefined spell list, which right. I imagine they pulled a little bit from, but right, with those being... They pretty much went with every popular spell is yeah. what hero has. And I kind of get the feeling that uh, with hero in general, they were are also largely kind of utilizing what the other uh, heroes were doing, because obviously with Erdrich starting, uh, being in first person, you're just seeing effects on screen, you're not yep. seeing uh, cool sword slashes that the other the other heroes in later games get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other question with, with a character from Bravely Default, period, too, not even necessarily just Edia, is where, you know, compared to other Square Enix characters, you know, Square Enix and Nintendo have a good relationship now. We have several Square Enix characters in Smash, but when they draw, and, and it's a it's a certain likelihood that we are going to see another one in the next Smash. It wouldn't be out there to assume. Uh, the question is, where does Bravely Default land on that list? I think they might be on a B tier, per se. Like, Bravely Default, Octopath Traveler, The World Ends With You are all still, they're all great series, but they also all still fall short of being Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest. Wherein Square can easily just say, here's another Final Fantasy character. Yeah. There's also the question at the wonders like, are all their third party options going to return? Because if Mm -hmm. not, then you're competing against Sora again. Generally speaking for these, I think it's safe to assume that everyone is here. Just just a safe assumption. Everyone is here. Mm-hmm. Don't go down that mm-hmm. rabbit hole. But even even with everyone being here, you know, we could represent more than just Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. We could go a side character for Dragon Quest, uh, Brave the Default, Octopath, uh, mm-hmm. Live a Live, Tomb Raider. Although I I think they got I think they sold Tomb Raider uh, this yeah, past year. No developer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chrono Trigger. Chrono. Oh yeah. Gino. There's that big question. The Super Mario RPG remake is Square handling it. Have the rights deferred to Nintendo? What is going on? <laughs> but either way, his his chances have currently, in my opinion, shot way up. Yeah, from one percent. <laughs> yeah, from one percent to beyond one percent. Yes. Uh, but I mean, by the same token, though, we can make that same argument with any comp. Well, most of the big companies, because look at a character for Capcom. Okay, well, they have a million characters they could possibly as well. Bandai Namco, same deal. Konami. Yeah, Konami, Sega, all of them. Yeah, Konami's main competition is uh, a Plinko machine, but that's a different story entirely. (laughs) A Pachinko machine, the Yakuza, predatory financial practices. And now Could. I can't go to Japan. Thank you. <laughs> um, at least we didn't talk about who Crash Bandicoot's um, competition would be within Activision. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, Edia, uh, thoughts. Uh, what are her chances of being in Smash? It's low um, purely because of being it's an ensemble game but it's also a class system game and that's just hard on both angles 
mm-hmm. what the exact number is going to be. I eight. Eight. Okay. I was thinking a little lower, but yeah, I'll, I'll just go with my gut. I'll say three. Okay. Thoughts? What do you think? I was leaning around four. I I feel a bit some. I feel like more for her in this case. It's just that so much time has passed since she's been out, and obviously we've got the second game. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they were to bring anybody, it would be more liable to be somebody from the newer game, from the second game, uh, from uh, from Bradley uh, Default too. Yes. So you're Seth. Um, Adele or uh, Elvis or Gloria, any of them. I, ha- I haven't looked too much into Bravely Fall 2, so I'm not really familiar with it. All I all I really know is the first game. Mm. Right. I played that game, but back in the day. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, EDF averages out to being a 5% chance, which, that's fair. I kind of wish she had a better chance, because I think she's a cool character, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool characters. Yeah, if if coolness was all you all you needed, then there'd be a lot more than Dante would be in. Yeah, there'd be a lot more uh, other characters and good chance for the next game. Still a good chance. All <laughs> right. Well, speaking of the coolness factor, let's talk about somebody that. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you call this guy very cool, uh, Zagreus from Hades. <laughs> Uh, I also have not played his game. Uh, I would suck at it if I tried. <laughs> so I haven't. But I know somebody who knows it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I really think Zagreus is a really interesting character. He has that sort of... He's got a bunch of like weapons that he... So you could be like, oh, no, he's got a lot of stuff he can use. But, I mean, if you can... If you can throw somebody like Dante into uh, in, into uh, um, a fighting game and actually have him have in his insane weapon set, you could throw in Zagreus, who only has six different weapon types, and make it work. And since Zagreus is all about, uh, well, since Hades is all about quick stuff, and quick movement, and being light on your feet, avoid uh, monsters' attacks. It's I think that I think uh, he can fit in pretty well. What I'm hearing since you mentioned Dante is Capcom versus Hades. No, jeez, I mean, there's no. To be fair, there's there's not a lot of uh, Hades characters to utilize. You, I mean, they're so. they're bringing his sister into the next game, right? Is uh, yes, actually, I believe that is his sister, she, if I remember. Yeah, she's going to be the new main character. Yep, I just couldn't remember the relation, but yeah, I mean. You could make the argument of, well, she's uh, going to be showing up soon, or her game is going to start uh, showing up soon, so why wouldn't they just go with her? I think just because of Dante, um, of, not Dante, um, because of, oh my goodness, brain already farted. Zagreus. Zag- because Zagreus, um, are, like, because he's still going to be involved in the story as far as we're aware, um, yeah. there's really no reason not to actually have... I see him and just go, okay, well, like we still have an eye, we still know what he can do, we know what he's capable of, and uh, he's got a lot of variety that he could utilize. 
Plus, Hades 2 isn't even out yet, and we don't know exactly. what she can do anyways, so... Exactly. We know we know a bit of what she can do, just because we've seen her starting weapons, but it the gameplay was just, like, building up the hype. Yeah. But, I mean, that's beyond the point. That's besides the point. I think for Zagreus, the best thing that he's also... That he's got going for him is the fact that, like, you've got the whole boon system that he's working with, where he interacts with a token on his on the run through the underworld and he gets a boon from a random god or a god that he encounters and while you could go or of a oh this is another case of he's got a lot of different options they largely don't change things beyond his his uh, abilities doing like having additional effects like if you interact with he, um if you interact with Zeus for instance you get like chain lightning effects and that could still be utilized in a sort of Monado I arts. Yeah, I was about to say Monado arts would be a, a close like, comparison because you just select from a couple. I don't think you would be able to select all of the gods because, unfortunately, for I think some people, uh, Aphrodite is not for good little boys and girls. <laughs> if you, ah. if you, yeah, if you. I mean, you depending, don't know on, which... depending on what we can charm to do. Well, it, the issue yeah, isn't that. It's sense. just the issue isn't that like what she can do. It's that what she looks like. I mean, Smash can get away, can get around things. They don't have to say. They don't have to, like put a picture of Aphrodite on the screen. Like, no. okay, here here's it... a symbol that represents Aphrodite. Yes, but she does Turn have a symbol to it to get her thing. She does have a symbol, but at the same time, I think. I think there is some charm in him calling them and then them saying something, but you could just have voice lines for that. Yeah. And if they want to have the gods make an appearance, well, Final Smash can do that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you just keep her well hidden, just keep her in the background. I mean, Smash 4 didn't include Shiva in the Midgar stage, and then Ultimate didn't include Mai in the uh, King of Fighters stage. So, they are... They are well accustomed to not showing revealing ladies in Smash. Yes. And yet we can have Thirst Trap, Sephiroth, and, and Shulk. And Shulk. Yep. 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 I I won't I hate it. Honestly I hate those yeah. Things. yeah. Like why? Yeah, I had to look up Aphrodite and see what's going on. I don't see anything wrong with her. Of course you don't. Oh, I mean, they I also removed the Daria trophy from Smash 4 after the ESRB yeah. said no. It's so silly, but whatever. It's yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I think the other big point to bring up with with Zagreus is indie game. Doesn't necessarily mean anything negative, but so far, indie games have been assist trophy at best, which was just Shovel Knight. And then we got mm -hmm. a couple uh, alt costumes for Shovel Knight, Shantae, and Cuphead, and I think that might have been it. Oh, no, obviously, Sans. Duh. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he also got an alt costume. Uh, I, I don't think there's any real barrier to Indies making the Smash. Mm -hmm. I, I think eventually it's going to happen. I don't... I don't. So Smash fans have a lot of rules on what characters can get in, but I don't think Indie character is any real kind of rule. The only question is going to be Who's going to break that barrier? Yep. I think Zagreus is a potential option. 
Uh, he's up there alongside Shovel Knight, Sans, uh, Shantae, uh, a couple others I'm forgetting. Uh, Jones. Just, just a question of which ones <laughs> they're going to eventually break it with. Yeah, and I think just based on his popularity, because Hades was incredibly well, not only well received, but also just well sold game and just, yeah. yeah. And its gameplay lends itself pretty well to Smash gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. To to loop back around to Dante, similar to the similarly to that, the, the kit is extremely expansive. There's no question that Zagreus can have an incredible moveset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, uh, mm -hmm. as, um, if you're not aware, Zagreus uh, comes in uh, starting with his sword, um, which kind of just has some pretty basic sword swings, but he also has a downward slash or a uh, stab that does a AOE slam. Uh, smash. Yep, and then he's also got uh, he's also got a spear that could uh, that he throws with some of his uh, moves, but also has a spin option. Nice. Uh, he has a shield that is a uh, throwable and will bounce off of enemies, almost like a basically a Captain America style shield. He got a bow and gauntlets and a, a friggin' gun. real gun. Yep, a, 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 a gun. Yes. It's a choice. I don't understand why that weapon's in there, but whatever. But like, it, there's a lot of variety that he can utilize, and you nice. don't need to you don't need to stick with one weapon per direction or anything like that. Like, it, you could do all sorts of different things with him. It's, yeah, yeah. It had to cross your mind at least once when you mentioned the gun, right? Or is what? you special? Yeah, no, it did. It did. Ooh, I thought about saying it. <laughs> God damn it, Joker! Right. <laughs> and then again, the advantage—the nice thing about each of the weapons is that they have different moves depending on what button you press. Yeah, because like Could the even be gun a swap mechanic. Yeah, or or that, or even just like again, you just slot a different uh, part of that weapon onto a different thing. Like instead of just going. Uh, neutral special, maybe you could do up special and he uses the grenade launcher function of it. This is why I wish custom moves not only stayed past match 4, but they became more varied. Yeah. Custom moves were an amazing idea. I fucking loved them. But then yeah. it was just like, oh, this fireball bounces. Now this fireball bounces higher. This fireball goes in a straight line. It's like, wow. I mean, really? I don't mind that. I don't mind that level of like simplicity. I, it would be nice to have because yeah, in the end, some characters just don't have enough variety to True. actually go with. But Mario, like, yeah, like they have I mean, an you think ice of, ball move. They could have yeah. done ice ball. Yeah, I, in, they could have thrown the hammer from the Hammer Bros suit. Mm-hmm. I think if they, I think if they bring that back, I would. They obviously shouldn't like add in, add in that level of variety. They don't just. I don't mind if they have an, like a couple of slots where it's just like, a bit similar to Ike. Uh, it's not just a straight up and down. It's a uh, forty-five degree angle, and yeah. that's and there's no other difference. Like I think that level of variety is like that level of simplicity for the changes is fine. So in Zagreus's case. Switches the sword from a uh, a basic sword swipe or something like that to a overhead chop, and that's that's all that changes. Like some some mm -hmm. simplicity 
isn't too bad, but obviously, yeah, it's nothing but okay. It's just this, but slightly different, and yeah, it gets. It, it, it can depend on the character, like, but then you have Palatina, who did have vastly different moves. Like, I, I, if they bring that back, I want as many characters as possible to have vastly different moves. Kirby could easily do it. Mm-hmm. The entire Kid Icarus cast could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> the RPG characters, Shoal, Cloud, they would all have the field day. Oh yeah, they'd have plenty of new options. Mm-hmm. Some of them. <laughs> Some of them. All right. All the right. So Zagreus, what chances do we think he actually has to become playable? Good question. Yeah, I, I do think that Hades has proven itself to the point where, you know, through this discussion, yeah, it, could, it does stand up there with Shovel Knight, Shantae, Undertale as that level of of uh indie title um so i wouldn't be surprised if hades is given a nod in smash it's just to what capacity is it zagreus as a playable character or zagreus as an assist trophy or a me costume a or spirit whatever. battle yep um yeah kratos could have the zagreus spirit um <laughs> It's it's a question because so far that barrier has been broken. The closest we got was Shovel Knight, arguably, as an assist trophy. Um, and it, it's just comparing apples to oranges. There's there's no way to really calculate who's going to come on top. And I doubt even Sakurai would really have a big idea on that right now. I think he's going to sit down and decide. Okay, it's this guy on the he's time. He's going to sit down and see the DLC for the next game when Nintendo will hand him a list of characters like. This character, do them. It's like, okay. <laughs> Another can... Fire Emblem character? Are you kidding me? Yeah, choose Zagreus or Alir from Fire Emblem Engage. I swear to fuck, I vote for Zagreus so bad. <laughs> I don't hate Alir. He's a dumbass. I don't hate mm -hmm. him, but there is just nothing new you can do with him that's not already done by Marth. Yeah. He's just, he's just Marth, Marth again. There as well. It would be Marth with Joker's mechanic. Pretty much. Summoning Marth. At that point, give us a Tokyo Mirage Sessions character. Yeah, give us Vander. What a guy. Give, give us that little thing that lives in the Somnial. The cat. <laughs> yeah, that thing. <laughs> anyway. All right, Zagreus, percentage odds. Let's yeah. go. Oh my god, it, it's so difficult. It's such a sliding scale, 20%. Wow! 20%! As a... I should lower it a little bit. 15. 15%. To say... Hades is here to stay, and I'm putting that kind of in the vicinity of... It can be Zagreus or a handful of other characters, but I do think... An indie character period is kind of in that percentile range. I'm going thirteen. Okay. So, I don't actually too many characters in the range. Mm. I would actually put it at about maybe a maybe like a fifty to fifty-ish percent. Okay. 
Did you say fifty? <laughs> yeah. I think I think he actually does have a decent shot. Okay. There you go. So that averages out to twenty six percent. There you go. Plus, yeah, that. <laughs> I was like not expecting that... to hear fifty percent. I I yeah. was thrown. <laughs> um. There's been a couple times where, where one of us will just go completely off the end of the other, opposite scale from the other. It's like, holy shit, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think, I think it just, I think it the least deserves a higher percentage than just like twelve or whatever you get, really, or fifteen. I think it deserves at least like twenty-six percent is a fair. Yeah, it is fair. I, I mean, twenty six percent puts him in the top ten of the whole season. So, yeah, uh, that actually him. that actually puts mm-hmm. him in like top seven. I think. Nice. It's Zagreus has a shot. It's not. He's not. It's not going to be Shantae in the next game because Nintendo is now saying we have our own character that can turn into an elephant. You're right. <laughs> uh, Mario has murdered Shantae's chances. Actually, we're just going to have Elephant Mario as a, as another character. And he's going to dance. Much like it. Much oh, like they'll no pick uh, Luchador uh, Pikachu instead of uh, picking out uh, another... Don't thing. fucking remind me about the adding po- Lucha Pikachu to Pokemon Tournament and not Halucha. He's right there! <clears throat> yep. Yep. That game makes me so mad. <laughs> we're going to get Detective Pikachu and Smash. I mean, considering Detective Pikachu is just wildly different from normal Pikachu, well, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, Detective Pikachu, Detective Pikachu canonically cannot use moves. I have not watched the movie, so that's <laughs> And that's a good thing I didn't say the next part, because I would have said why he cannot use moves. Ooh. And I didn't say it, so now you can watch the movie still. Well, it's yeah. actually not a bad movie. Uh, Ludicolo, yeah. star of the show. Did not... Um, I'll have to find some time to watch this. You should. Especially considering uh, they're making Detective Pikachu 2 the game. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. Alright, next up. Velvet Crow from Tales of Berseria. Uh, so here, here's the first problem. She has the Aphrodite Syndrome. Mm, a little bit, but I feel like she's not as bad as Aphrodite. I don't see the problem with her. <laughs> she's on a similar level to Mai from King of Fighters. Bad. Uh, in, in all seriousness, though, um, again, Dodds, more the expert of the character here. Uh, mm-hmm. Gameplay-wise, yeah, that claw is there for a fucking reason. That's... She ain't a sword fighter. I mean, tech- a little bit. But she's primarily associated with fighting with these giant freaking claw, and it's fucking awesome until you run out of attacks, and then it's not... Yeah. I'm not better. Uh, I think I think Velvet's biggest problem, though, is she ain't the newest protagonist anymore. Yeah, if it's all was, about helping. Yeah. If she was the newest protagonist, then she would be, uh, she would be in the top three for me, between her, uh, Lloyd, and Yuri. <laughs> But now that we have Tales of Arise, yeah, she's dropped. Yeah, with uh, you know, with the advent of Arise, it's hard to 
hard to look, uh, look back and go uh, and uh, actually pick Velvet over uh, the new kid on the street and with how much people loved the characters in Arise. It, it's hard to see why they wouldn't just go with Velvet. Or, uh, um, uh, Alfin, in this case. I mean, mm -hmm. I would choose Velvet because Claw. Oh yeah, she's got a... <laughs> She she's one of the few protagonists of the tale series that actually stands out with her play style because she does have that punch sword or that uh, like arm sword, but it's she's more or less a fisticuffs fighter. Like she 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 fights like one. Yeah, it's basically like, like that. She's she's got the Ezio Auditore uh, knife. Fuck yeah, and um, it, it very much a. Very much a more like punchy or like fisticuffs style fighter, but with some sword swings in there to like change it up. And obviously with the claw in play, uh, there's a lot of different. There's a couple of different ways it could also go because claw in game has a lot of variety as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. it depending what what type of enemy you're fighting, it's got some crazy ass shit. Yep, anything from hitting birds, which gives you a a uh, anti-air style strike um, hitting armored enemies gives her basically a one-inch punch that she over uh, commits to. Uh, I, I would love but, to try and incorporate that into a Smash move set. Oh yeah, hit, hit an enemy with a simple attack, and then depending on who it was, you gain a one use of some other crazy attack. Not not a more limited version of Kirby. Yeah, uh, and you could always just set certain characters to be different things, like maybe. Uh, humans are what she gets one move from like more mystical beings she gets another move from more True. bizarre ones like kirby she would get something else etc etc and you just you just set them all into the, like six different categories and yeah yeah easily mm -hmm. right um and the large issue with velvet aside from just the recency of arise is also just the fact that like it i feel like with her it's it's hard to look at her and as popular as she was you've got so many other big shots from the previous like, if i recall correctly yeah lloyd and yuri like she the the male protagonists generally tend to like massively outshine the females just because like obviously lloyd like lloyd uh pretty much was the that was in the Final Fantasy VII of the Tales series, the one that really brought it to the, uh, the forefront. Yeah. And right. you look at uh, Yuri, and Yuri has uh, Yuri was the first character that they had to put into the Hall of Fame for their popularity poll because he was winning year after year after year. It started, uh, I believe, around the time that Tales of the Abyss came out, which was Luke von Fabre mm -hmm. and after the, after his game came Vesperia and well Yuri took over because everybody freaking loves Yuri. He's great. He's great. He's, he's got a great sense of style. His his attacks feel really fluid and feel really uh, flow really well and obviously his personality freaking 10 out of 10. Like he's he, he stands he, out. He's not a dumbass. Like yeah. Lloyd. Lloyd and to has be fair, no brain. And to be fair, Lloyd is like got like he's got like seven years 
on Lloyd. So that's. I, I don't care. Lloyd is stupid. I can't stand <laughs> his idiocy. I can't. But um, back to Velvet. Uh, she she does have that level of variety, but I feel that she would just get outshone by some of the other protagonists, and they would just go with them instead of her. Yeah. Agreed. If we got more characters from Tales afterwards, like I, th- I think if we just got like, if Lloyd or Yuri Gitten, whichever one of them it is, I think Velvet's chances become higher than the one who didn't make it because she would fight. Because the two of them, a lot of similarities with their moves, but Velvet would provide that um, uh, that uniqueness compared to the other one. Yeah, yeah, because she does uh, once again they like, stand out because yeah. there's so few that don't. Uh, they fight with uh, um, swords. It's it's honestly an RPG and just protagonist problem in general with gaming. Your protagonist uses a sword. Mm-hmm. Most common weapon for protagonists to use in any video game. Guns are probably number two. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to... Anytime one of them shows up that has a different weapon... For some reason, they're not as well liked. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with the with the general discussion here. Um, Tales has significant chances for Smash. I think as a series, I thought it was going to happen in Ultimate. It really did. Mm-hmm. Then it turned out to be Tekken, which yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Just not something. Just not something you think about. You know, on on this corner of the globe, anyway. I mean, um, I think a lot of us thought Tekken was out because Sakurai previously said like that Heihachi that wasn't interesting, yeah. and then there was talk about how Heihachi's voice actor had died, and so we all just assumed, okay, well, no Tekken then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then people were saying maybe Jin, and then we got Kazuya, so it was a really out there choice, but it worked out pretty well. It worked yeah. out pretty well. It's it's cool. It's whatever. Um, we're gonna get Soul Calibur yeah. next. It's either Tails or Soul Calibur. It's it's either or. It better be Tails with it too. Like I love Soul Calibur, but it needs to be Tails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as opposed to a crowded field like Capcom, uh, Konami, Square Enix, Sega, Namco pretty much just has Tails and Soul Calibur. So it's going to be one or the other. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not going to be Berseria. It's going to be. Yuri or Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, hands down. Probably, I, I would guess probably Lloyd, even though I prefer Yuri. The, the uh, Smash scene seems to think it'll be Lloyd, and Sakurai's even mentioned before that, like, he, he has directly said when they asked about Tails that it has to be Lloyd. Uh, his mind could have changed since then. Don't know. It's possible that, you know, if he ever goes to talk to Konami about Tails, it would be like, well, Sure, there's Lloyd, but Yuri is also the most popular character we've ever made, and we don't know how to make somebody more popular. It might make him go, oh, huh, okay. Yeah, yeah maybe so. It's definitely one of those two, though. I, no one else stands a chance, unless Arise is still the new freshness by the time Smash uh, X comes around. Unless there's states that are working on it now, there's going to be a new Tales game out before Arise. So it's it's not going to be Alvin. I mean, it's it's nah. Yuri Lloyd now, and then possibly the next protagonist, depending on how they're received. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as for... As for per- percentages. Mm-hmm. 
I'll say two. Go, I'll go about like six percent, but yeah, she unfortunately time and uh, um, recency bias. Mm-hmm. I like when the third person gives me an easy number. Okay, four, two, six, that just becomes four. Thank you for doing that for me because it's easy. <laughs> All right, let's talk about a character that has even worse chances, but would be fucking amazing if it happened just because of the sheer hilarity. That is Jazz, Jack Rabbit. <laughs> 99%. I think you missed the negative at the front of that. <laughs> Jazz Jackrabbit, uh, a character from our childhood. Uh, me, Dodds, and I actually we tried to uh, play Jazz Jackrabbit two recently on stream, but it was not wanting to cooperate, so we couldn't do it. And we were really frustrating. Yes, it yeah. was. And then we had a whole bunch of other issues that day in general. Just like, oh god, what the hell? But he's a rabbit with a gun. <laughs> Or his neutral. Okay. And his opponent is a turtle. So, you know, yeah. we got that too. His, his girlfriend was kidnapped, and he's just like, not on my fucking watch. I'll shoot <laughs> you all, and I'm crazy enough to do it. Hell yeah. The, the fun thing, though, is that Jazz, he actually has the tools to work into a moveset. He can certainly be done, but nobody remembers him. And he's not ever going to be chosen. Mm -mm. Also a pretty old character. Very old. I mean, we've ha we have older characters in Smash. Pac-Man, Mr. Game & Watch. But Jazz is not only old, he's obscure. Earthworm Jim has a better chance than Jazz Jackrabbit. Mm -mm. Toe Jam and Earl have a better chance than Jazz Jackrabbit. Bubsy has a better chance than Jazz Jackrabbit. Hell yes. Sorry. Yeah, he does. Ty the Tasmanian uh, Tiger has a better chance than Jazz Jackrabbit, and I previously gave Ty a 1% in a previous episode. So if that tells you what my percent's going to be... You said Jazz Jackrabbit's an old video game. I looked it up, and it, it was published in the same year I was born. I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow. Good times. Way to out yourself there. Mm-hmm. Dog, you're such yeah. a youngin'. It's a little sprout. Those are my little leaves coming out. So, so the nice thing that he has going for him, at least, is, again, because he's a bit similar to Mega Man, he's got like a bunch of different weapon variety that he could use. So probably another, probably end up being a, uh, end up being sort of a, a keep away character. Yeah. Just, mm -hmm. And, and uh, He's got his. He's, he's got a sort of a um, Sonic like vibe to him because when you start getting running with him, he does the Sonic like rotating uh, legs thing, of, yeah, and that train uh, emulate his speed. It's it's not not just gun, but you're also doing really fast running and platforming. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. interesting. Um, apparently, it was ported to the GBA. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played that one, but it, but yeah, it, I think it was just a general port, so nothing too span, uh, too fancy right. with it. Right. Well, maybe Sakura would say, I loved playing this on the GBA back in the day. Doubt. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe, I mean, but doubt. <laughs> what do you think Kirby got his green bunny uh, copy ability? He doesn't have a green bunny copy ability. In the Forgotten Land, yeah. Bunny Kirby? He swallows the green bunny and becomes Bunny Kirby and hops around? No. No, you're yeah. bullshitting. <laughs> I watched Forgotten Land and there was no bunny copy ability. Isn't that a shame? No. I want to nibble on greens as Bunny Kirby. He has infinite jumps. Why would he need to become a rabbit? I don't know. Why would he need to become anything? A car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh 50% nope yeah it's one it's it's yeah 1% per, 1% is as much as i like the character uh he does not he's he's got like no chance right he's an old, he's a very old character at this point and it, I, it was not as, as I don't even know if it got a port to Japan or anything like that. So I don't see any, don't see any reason that he, he would end up getting picked over some other like more classic characters. They got. He has better odds than Ninja Breadman. Mm, yeah, I think that company's defunct. So automatically, yeah. I think both companies are defunct. Actually, wait, no, wait, didn't we, didn't we Again? find out Jazz was made by Epic? Yep, I was about to yeah. say. Uh, yeah, no, because... Jazz's owners are still around. From the creators of Fortnite, Jazz Jackrabbit 3. They yep. start Jazz in Fortnite, and then Jazz will become popular. I honestly. actually did just look on his page. There is a reference to him in, um, there is a reference to him in Fortnite. What? Yeah, let me see if I can find it again. No fucking way. Oh, this is Death Jack of 3. Huh, I forgot there was a yeah. 3. Oh, yeah, it's a 3D game, though, so... <laughs> Not great. Oh, the original Fortnite. Oh, no, apparently, um... Yeah. That, that was before oh, they turned it into a, uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was when they when it was basically a uh, base builder, not a... Uh, yeah, it was going to be a PVE instead of a PVP originally. Yeah, and it was just it was just a poster they made. Yep, which is fine, but still. Hey, you know that's more attention than he's gotten since his third game. So, I guess unlike other anthropomorphic animals, uh, Jazz just couldn't get over one shitty 3D game. Yep, he just Probably. unfortunately his. Uh, Unfortunately, he just wasn't uh, wasn't in the cards for him. Yep. You know who it might be in the cards for, though. Yeah. Cyrus Albright from Octopath Traveler. Whoa. Cyrus is not a sword user, so there's a point right away. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, he is actually the Scholar class, although from what I have been informed, characters can change classes, which I did not know. Before I quit playing the game, <laughs> mm. they can have a secondary class. They cannot change from their primary. 
Oh, is it in the two with the change from the primary, or can you not do it in two either? Can't change in the can't change in two either. Okay, well, at least for I don't know about the secondaries and all that, but I know as scholar he's got you know your basic spells: fireball, ice wind, lightning bolt, the 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 usuals. He's got upgrades to them all. Uh, he he's he's your standard mage. Uh. But I think Sars' biggest problem is, we kind of mentioned it before, Ensemble Casts. Who the fuck do you choose from Octopath? There's eight characters. None of them are more important than the other. Yep, every single one of them. Uniqueness and uh, popularity. Yep, it's with a cast like uh, Octopath, it's going to come down to just how who they feel they actually want. There's no... Yeah. There's no main character because because you can start with any of them there's like like you said all their uh, they're all equally important and all their stories relate to the main backstory in one way or the other it's yeah yeah like personally if it's me choosing i'm going on it because she's got the bow but then she can also call in a bunch of different monsters to do attacks mm-hmm. that's more unique than swinging a sword or casting a spell to me. Yeah, she um, definitely has a lot of uh, uniqueness to her. And thankfully that uh, uniqueness was carried over into her successor of Ochet in the second game. Yeah. yeah. This, all, all, was it all eight class from the first game or in the second? Or, or did any of them uh, get replaced? Uh, none of them got replaced, uh, okay. but they all did get reworked. So some okay. of them, their abilities are different. So... Um, well, who, who's, the, who's the new scholar? Because maybe they have something new that Silas can pull from. Uh, oh, let me double check on his name. But um, it is. Oswald. That's a name. And the difference for him is that instead of just having the elements and then they he has a, a double cast for them, it's he instead focuses around giving buffs, but also has something known as Elemental Barrage, which is a random targeted uh, fire, ice, or lightning, and does it X number of times, depending on how many times he's used his, uh, his uses the burst gauge, or as a, uh, yeah, right. I can only see that working as a final smash, because you can't really do random targets and typical Smash gameplay. Well, the nice thing that about the um, nice thing about the uh, classes in Octopath is that they, especially in the second game, everybody has some more unique stuff that they can do. Mm. For him, uh, unfortunately, his uh, everybody in two has a unique EX skill that they can learn, and it's just. It, it's more something related that they can do. For him, it's another buff-related thing because they changed the Scholar to be a bit more of a support, but he also has... But every single class also has a Divine skill once you use enough uh, points to max out. Uh, you get to use your Divine skill if you haven't learned, and for him, it is Alphonse Wisdom, which greatly in, uh, increases your spells' uh, and so he can actually use the higher tier spells repeatedly. Okay. 
There's he's some also other. He's really got one true magic. Yes, that is more related to his story. I don't have any. Uh, I don't know how that works, just because I haven't played the story for it yet. But either way, he yeah, he's definitely his gameplay style is a lot wildly different from uh, Cyrus. Gotcha. Despite them being the same class. And the nice thing about Cyrus, though, is just that he does have that variety, and he could he could actually uh, use some of the uh, other classes as extra tools. But, mm. yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm looking at the different attacks that the characters have from the first game, and just seeing what they have, it kind of feels like uh, Cyrus and Hanet are pretty much the best two that would translate into Smash. Like, there are some characters that, you know, are maybe more maybe more interesting, like, in general character-wise, like Tressa or Primrose. But looking at what they can do, I mean, sidestep, donate BP, those aren't really moves that would work in a fighting game. Mm-hmm. We could use some extra, some more mages. Yes, we really could. Less swords, more magic. <laughs> and then, then we finally, we finally get our a mage dedicated character, and he also uses a sword. God damn it, Robin! <laughs> Again, it's, it's running into the same issue that we did with um, Edia earlier. Um, twofold. I think Cyrus on the overall, um, correct me if I'm wrong, is probably one of the more popular Octopath Travelers between the two games, uh, characters from, from Octopath. Yeah, it's pretty popular. Yeah. Um, so bonus points there. And I do think Octopath, I don't know, it's a gut feeling. Square's putting a lot of uh, dev time into it right now between a recent sequel, a mobile title. It seems like they're, they're doing well with it and are, and are probably going to continue. Um, I mean, I, I would say the same thing about Wave of the Default. I think it's even the same team that worked on both games. The group sure. alternating. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. sure. Um, so again, it's it's uh, it's up there. It's a series that can happen. It's just how likely is it compared to other Square Enix series? Okay, and so uh, he has 15 characters to compete against. Precisely it. Precisely it. I do. I, I believe that amongst those fifth, those sixteen overall characters, he's probably within the top five. Yeah, from... I would, I, he was one. Of, he was one of my favorites just because he was. Yeah, he did have that very. Like, he's, he had a sort of wise guy uh, attitude, but it, it wasn't intentional. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Both of the hunter, I forget the class name. The hunter esque class. Yeah. Both of those characters seem to be very popular as well among, amongst the fan base. Um, on and then chat. Uh, could be, and, and there's other popular characters too, like Ophelia, who may not, you know, given her classing, may not actually be easily translatable into Smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tress, I would love Tressa to be in, but I, I don't know how that would work. Uh, and who's her, who's her successor, Particio? Yep. Uh, yeah, he, he's pretty funny too. I, I would be interested in that but probably not gonna happen uh i mean just his just his design alone makes me say yes do it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's hard. It, I, the series itself wouldn't be surprising to see it get representation, but there's just such a swath. It's it's the two tier issue. Which Octopath Traveler character, and then above that, which Square Enix series? Uh, so it's a head scratcher, which I for Cyrus. And each one of them have their next game, much like Final Fantasy, whatever the next game is, new cast, new story. So you can't even pull a legacy outside of second mm-hmm. player or briefly second, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. There is the phone game, but uh, because it's a phone game, no characters are central to your yeah. story, unfortunately. They're... And this is a phone game, just a gotcha game where there's like a hundred of different random characters. Yes, if I remember correctly, there is some characters that are a bit meant to be more like your representation, but a bit similar to how Kieran is in Bay, there's really not, they're really not the focus of the story. Right. For all we know, too, Octopath Traveler 3 could be an action game developed by Yoshi P. Dow? I mean, he's a little busy. I think Nomura <laughs> has a better chance. <laughs> Octopath Traveler 3, the final zipper. 3.125. There you go. There you go. Apparently, the, the thief's name in Octopath Traveler 2 is Throne or Throne A. Throne A, yeah. Throne A Anguish, which is giving off Death Murian vibes. Well, I mean, looking at that art, she looks like an assassin. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not too far off. Yeah, because the thief was uh, once also changed into a bit more of an uh, a offensive. Uh, and a, right. um, aggressive class and Throne is uh, Throne uh, it was her backstory is largely that she was raised by professional assassins and learned uh, learned uh, all of their uh, tricks of trade to survive. Nice, nice. All right. Well, what are the odds of Cyrus being in Smash? What number, what number can we assign here? <laughs> I got a number. Okay. Eight. Eight. For yeah. the Octopath. As soon as I heard the Google, I was like, yeah, he's going to pick eight. <laughs> well, I think it's actually less odds than Brazil to fall in Edia. I think of the two, Edia has better chances because... It's. I think you can pick a lot easier out of out of Brave Default with its character options, uh, even though you have the multiple character uh, the classes uh, issue that Cyrus Knockpath doesn't really have. Characters in Brave Default are l- more defined as characters yeah. because and, the uh, and the Octopath Traveler characters are definitely like, defined in terms of story, but it because of the, it's a pixel game, it, their design is a bit more... Their design when in combat is a little more basic, so it's yeah. harder to pull from. That said, the air cell is fucking great. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's still one of the best ways to utilize uh, the 2.5D. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, fuck, fuck the pixel remasters. Give me Final Fantasy one through six in that style. Yeah, the, um, is there is that Star Ocean two game that got revealed at a, and that tried to do something similar, but instead it would kept flipping the two D uh, pixels to rotate with the map, and it just looked awkward. Yeah. I, I, the arts and music is just fantastic, and I really like the gameplay and characters. So. Mm-hmm. As, as much as I would like them to have a good chance, or at least to have some level of representation, I don't think we're gonna get more than a um, than either a trophy or some other I mean, like minor representation. Uh, the for all the for all the eight characters from the first game got sphere battles in Smash Ultimate. Yep, mm-hmm. and I think that's about as far as we're gonna get. Yeah. So probably about like maybe yeah maybe like a. Like nine-ish percent at most. You both went way higher than me. I'm going with two percent. I, I probably would. I probably would average it down more to like four, unfortunately. Okay. Well, that will definitely change my average. Uh, it is now a four point six seven percent chance. Four point six seven was what I was thinking of the first time. Which. It's funny because we gave EDF five percent, <laughs> and it, we we mentioned that it's pretty much the same issues with both. Like, oh it's yeah. hard to easily. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why argue about which Octopath or Bravely Default character is going to get in when we all know it's going to be Tifa? <laughs> I mean, I can't argue because you're right. Hmm. Tifa's could be the next Square Enix character that gets in. It's just fact. I hate it. Not that I hate Tifa, but can we get some other Final Fantasy love? For fuck's sake. Yep. Yep. I'll give you lightning. No! <laughs> I don't want lightning. God, no. Give us, give us fucking Cecil or Terra or the Warrior of Goddamn Light. Onion Knight. Sure. Okay. It's better than Tifa or fucking Lightning. Noctis. Better than Lightning. Twice. Probably better than Lightning. I don't know. I didn't play. I haven't played 16. Okay. I, I, Ma- I'm going to watch it at some point. I just I haven't looked at anything else yet. It looks good. It, it's just not the game sure. we expected. It. It's just an action game, and I can't play those. I know, I know, I know, I know. You saw me struggle with Ghost of Tsushima. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Okay. Well, we're done with Rethrough Chances. Now let's get to what the episode is actually named for. Smash or Dash. Uh, it's Pirates versus Ninja. Well, not Pirates versus Ninja. It's Pirates and Ninjas today. And we're starting things off with the pirates. First of all, we got a more traditional offering for you. Uh, he who aspires to be a mighty pirate, TM, Guybrush Threepwood. Versus a pirate of a different sort. While Guybrush goes against the seas, Vice flies to the skies. Because he's from the skies of Arcadia. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. So, uh, Dodds, why don't you start us off here? Give us a primer on who the fuck is this Guybrush Threepwood guy, and why is he important? So Guybrush Threepwood, obviously, as you said, wants to be a mighty pirate, or says he is a mighty pirate. So he uh, in so real, proclaimed. 
Yeah, it's self-proclaimed because in actuality he is a giant goober. Um, he he has aspirations of being a very like noteworthy pirate and uh, chases after some chases after like, like forget the exact details of the first uh, two games, but is the trying first to game make is the pirate lords gave him a series of tests to become yes. a pirate. And he succeeded. But I mean, the nice thing he's got going for him is uh, Guybrush, very crafty individual. And when I, when I say crafty, that uh, uh, definitely means uh, he's very good at crafting stuff too. He is because he's from uh, Sierra Adventure Game. Uh, that means he's going to be building random stuff out of uh, random stuff. It's a classic. Uh, um, how do you make this? Uh, how do you solve this puzzle? Well, you stick a uh, toothbrush on the end of a string and get yourself a weird fishing rod and fish yourself up a boot to be able to unlock something. It's that weird adventure game logic, but with uh, him, he's got with him. He's got some good, uh, like solid, some good solid humor to go along with it. Because, yeah, apparently he has very steely phlegm. Yes, actually, that is yes. accurate, and he can make it uh, sticky. We'll say. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> he he has to to win the spitting contest. Because mm -hmm. ordinarily his spit won't go far enough until he drinks this nasty shit, and then oh hey look my spit becomes more solid and it will go through the wind. <laughs> yep. That happens. Nice. Meanwhile, his opponent is Vice, a uh, sky pirate. His father is uh, the leader of uh, the sky pirate company, uh, Captain Dine. And, you know, he, he grew up wanting to be, you know, pirate adventures. Ha, huh? it's all fun. And, of course, you know, as uh, RPG protagonists tend to do, he ran up against the evil empire. Shock and awe. And, you know, he, he wasn't, they weren't involved in shit until he decided, you know, I'm just going to raid that ship. Oh, hey, look, I rescued a girl that they were keeping. That's fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. He gets back home. His home gets attacked. All right, well, now you're pulling me into war, and I'm going to fucking murder you all because you fuck with family. Yeah. Uh, unlike, unlike Guybrush, who is more just like a uh, visual novel, you know, puzzle making, drag random item onto random item to do shit. Vice is an RPG character. Uh, he's got some super moves that he can do. There's, you know, Kellis Fury, counter. Oh, good, a counter. <laughs> he, has a, he has a shield technique called Skull Shield, Reign of Swords. And I believe he also has each character that's associated with an element that I think is his fire. Which, you know, is also very typical. Oh, the main protagonist. If there's elements involved, the main protagonist is almost always fire. <laughs> but uh, here, here's a fun one for you. He's also a playable character in Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it's it's absolutely Vice, but it's like a alternate version of him. And he uses the goddamn machine gun. Or whatever the fuck that gun is. I don't know, guns. <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah, it's... it's yeah, from what I understand, it's like same personality, but different take on the character. Mm -hmm. I don't think they would include that in a Smash move set. Is Valkyria oh, Chronicles cameo, 
but it's technically there. They could pull then from it. Give him his costume anyway. He, he's also uh, playable in Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed. So, so Sega, yeah. Sega hasn't forgotten about him. Just like those YouTubers are playable in that game. I forget who they were. Oh God. <sighs> Danica Patrick was as well. That's a weird game. Don't put real people in a cartoon game. Just don't do it. Unless it's Jackie Chan. Yeah. Yogg's cast is in that game. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> also, a random football manager from the Sim game, Football Manager, is in that game. I did so close to fulfilling the dream of it being the pro bicycling manager instead. Mm. Oh, yes. the team for Team Fortress Two. That was cool. That was cool. But all the other guest characters, it's like, eh. Like, but then second went to right, and then they made just Sonic Racing as their next game. It's like, why? The Xbox Avatar was a racer. And the me. Yep. Not in the same version of the game, though. No, no, obviously. And Wreck-It Ralph. <sighs> what is this game? <laughs> anyway... Yeah, he's an RPG character. I remember a time down long ago during the melee and brawl era of speculation. Vice was a pretty popular pick back in the day. Like there there was a time when Skies of Arcadia was celebrated to the same extent Tales of Symphonia was, where although time is now dealt its its bitter hand and Skies of Arcadia is much more obscure now and Tales is still kinda of going strong. Um He's an RPG character. I have I have to admit, I I wouldn't mind Vice being playable. It would be kind of a head scratcher <laughs> compared to other Sega characters. Uh, but but my interest kind of in the conversation so far, you know, you, you can kind of understand what Vice is and what he would do generally just on the basis of he's an RPG character with a sword, even though it's a cutlass, which is cool. Um, so what can Guybrush do to stand to stand apart from that? Because I feel like it's probably a lot. I mean, the obvious advantage is that he's got his variety of, like, he can craft a bunch of new stuff. He, he can do a bit similar to how the, oh, man, I can't remember his name. I think Frank okay. from... Uh, hmm? Frank West? Frank West, yeah. How he can sort of craft stuff and make unique weapons. Guybrush, because it's a point-and-click adventure game, sometimes, you get, sometimes the solution isn't just drag key into a door. Sometimes it's drag key onto onto thing to make key with thing, and thing will now go into door. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he has that adventure game logic that he could utilize in some of his moves. Maybe he does it in the way that uh, Frank does it, where he spends a bit of time to craft a new weapon, and now he's got something he can use for a short time until it's used up or something. Yeah. Or or just in general, like he's he does. It's not like he's. It's not like he's a bad pirate. He does have uh, some level of skill with the, with the sword, but um, he's also a, a skilled uh, insultist with the sword, because a bit of trivia. The reason behind so uh, for those unaware, insult sword fighting is a puzzle within the first and third game, and the reason it's called insult sword fight sword fighting 
is because the devs, when they were coming up with it, were just going, well, we got to have sword fighting in here. It's a freaking pirate game. We want some swashbuckling. But the problem is, we want this to be a puzzle game. So how do we make sword fighting into a puzzle? And they came up with insult sword fighting, which uh, it, you basically, uh, somebody uh, gives uh, hits you with a jab, and it's both a little sword jab and a uh, insult jab, and you counter them with a better one. And if you counter them with something that is not only better, but also rhymes, I believe. Uh, rhyming is for the third game. Ah, uh, rhyming is just for the third game. But um, if you counter them with a uh, better insult, then uh, you knock them back and uh, you defeat them. Yeah, well, you fight like a dairy farmer. <laughs> no fair, you're using Captain Nottingham's uh, rhymes. But between that and uh, just the other shenanigans he, he's gotten into, uh, he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of variety that he can utilize. And not just that, between his different, uh, between the insult sword fighting and his various uh, objects that he can pull out of his pockets. But as Jono mentioned, spitting is technically something they could have him do. There's, uh, as much as it's weird, there was a giant mecha fight in, I think it was the fifth? Fourth game. Fourth game. game. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was fourth or fifth. But there's, there's a fuck ton that they could pull from those games. Honestly, too much you could pull from this game. But much like how um, one of Pac-Man's taunts is he just like holds out his hand and a random character from an old Namco game appears, you could do a taunt and Guybrush just pulls out one of a fucking hundred different objects that are from his pockets. But it's mm-hmm. like, he just holds something, he says what it is, puts it away. That's the taunt. Just fucking fill Murray. that shit up. Pull, Mur- Murray, Murray is somewhere. I mean, he has to be. Murray is a spirit battle at the very least. Who's Murray? A hippo? No, no, that's 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 Sly Cooper. No, Murray uh, is, is a to- is an evil talking skull. Okay. okay. In, in the third game, uh, there's a uh, ship battle going on, cannonballs firing, and uh, Murray is a unfortunate uh, victim. Uh, victim, and uh, when you meet him, he's literally just a skull, and he's going on about how he's going to dominate the world. And uh, well, there's a bit of a problem with that. He's just a skull. And, nice. and apparently he was only supposed to be in that opening scene of the third game, but people liked him too much. Just like, all right, so we're going to put him in a lot more spaces in the game, and he's appeared in every game since, including the upcoming uh, Sea of Thieves Monkey Island crossover. He's going to be in that. Nice. He, he's the only character that, unless I'm incorrect here, I believe he's the only character introduced after the first game that has been in every game since his original appearance. When the first game has... Four characters, I think, that have been in every game: Guybrush, Elaine, LeChuck, and uh, uh, Stan. Mm-hmm. Oh, Voodoo Lady. Forgot about her. Ah, yes. Like those five characters have been in every game since the first, but then Murray's been in every game since the third, and I don't think there's any other character that can say that. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. It sounds like an exciting character. Um, one that I. You know, I, I wish we're realistically a part of that discussion. Like, oh, what indie-ish characters are amongst the top echelon of Smash? Because it would, it would be funny. <laughs> it would uh, be funny. Who, who owns Monkey Island yeah. now, actually? 
Because I know yeah, it was, was uh, it was LucasArts, I thought, that made the original games. Yes, it was. Devolver. Devolver Digital? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I guess that makes sense why they went with a different art style, because Devolver Digital has definitely done some different uh, nope. art. Disney. What? Oh. Disney. Of course, because they bought Lucas. Oh, uh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I, I remember I remember reading now that they had to get permission from Disney to make Return of the Monkey Island. That is so strange. I'm surprised they got it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the art style in it. I'm not. Yeah. It's it's okay. It's just when you have when you watched all the games back to back, and then all of a sudden the art style takes a hard swerve. It's like, oh god. <laughs> huh. Although looking at some of the old art, yeah. oh god. <laughs> so you know, your your YMMV. Um. Yeah, nice. Uh, and Vice, he's there. He has a cool monocle thing, and uh, looks like yeah. He... I don't know really what that is. Also, I checked about the magic thing. Uh, there are six types of magic that are organized by color. But uh, and anybody from what I can tell can learn all the magic. But they each have different speeds that they can learn the different kinds of magic as, and he learns uh, red magic the fastest. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Right. Red magic and then blue magic, he learns pretty quickly. The rest are considerably slower, especially silver magic. But it looks like that's the slowest kind for everyone. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, I do like the, the steampunk sci-fi aesthetic of the game. Um, it would probably, probably be a cool romp to play through at, at some point. <laughs> at some point. Yeah, uh, I, I, was, I was planning to watch... The game before we got to the steps, but I just did not have time with everything else. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's fair. Yeah, red, red magic is fire. I'm trying to see what green is. It's probably healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's healing. There's always a, a there's always the potential. Just like we've always said, fire emblem fire emblem's issue and smash is not the character quantity. It's the character quality. Yeah, we know these characters are are capable of more. There has just not been an effort to make them more. Yeah. Uh, same general idea with RPG characters in general. Just because he's a short sword wielder and he has these general magic spells, you can do anything. You can do anything to make the character unique. It, it's fine. It's it's good. He's a cool looking character. Um, and if you want to go that route, you go that route. Uh, that being said, what route are we going? It's just one of those times, right? Yep. It's just one of those times. It's it's honestly gonna. I would be shocked if it's not a clean sweep. Um, I there's. I think the conversation's exhausted. We've spoken to the merits of of Guybrush. We've spoken to the merits of Vice. Uh, I wouldn't be against either character in Smash. I would probably raise an eyebrow to both for different reasons. Uh, although I would be thrilled for Guybrush because it'd be freaking hilarious. Um, There's just a level of humor with Guybrush that you would not get with other options. And I'm thinking, like, it feels like that humor would gel with me. Like, I need to get in on this whole Monkey Island thing. Um, Play them. And, uh, yeah. 
and I'm going to gel with this whole Monkey Island thing with my vote, which is Guybrush. Well, I vote for Vice Inglebard from Valkyria Chronicles. <laughs> Specifically, Valkyria Chronicles Vice. Gotcha, gotcha. No, I don't. It's Guybrush. Yeah. Yeah, I obviously am going with Guybrush. I think he just has the most variety and options. Yeah. And I take it that's probably the character that Lister's been alluding to all episode, um, Dobbs, that you wanted to speak about specifically. Yes. Okay, so now that we've done that, I guess see you later. Well, just, re- re- just kidding. <laughs> Listen, only one of these two knows how to use a rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle of it. Nice. Hello in Valkyria Chronicles. No, just kidding. <laughs> all right well this next matchup it's gonna be more Jono's territory for better or for worse we had did the pirates now we do the ninjas we start with a classic ninja both in terms of style and in uh the nes ryu hayabusa and up against him a cyber ninja strider hiryu that we do. Dono. What began as a battle? Yes. What began as a battle against the cult of Nostradamus and his alleged successor turned into a quest to uncover the truth of ancient Ninpo magic and Ryu Hayabusa's association with the great fire dragon. He's also a fan of beach volleyball. Oh. We will get to that. And on the other side of this great arena today, per the villain's wiki, uh, Grandmaster Mayo appeared one day on Earth and waged war to claim it as his own in order to perform twisted experiments to achieve his greatest goal, to become a god by shaping up life to his heart's content. Enter Strider Hiryu, ninja secret agent extraordinaire whose main goal is to defeat this alien threat. Okay, let's get on into it, friends. Yes. <laughs> um, they're both ninjas. One's a cyber ninja from the relatively near-ish future. One is a, at first glance, more traditional ninja who is involved with some secret agent shit galore, etc. As you do. As you do. So one, one fights mobsters and demons the other one fights alien demons and Uh, robots and stuff uh one is fought alongside the likes of of mega man x and wolverine the other has played beach volleyball along the lines of ayane and kasumi who he's also performed espionage with on the side of the beach volleyball Probably, yeah. <laughs> Depends on who you're talking to, I suppose. Depends on who you're talking to. Um, and, and they're both action-oriented platforming titles, generally speaking. Um, Ninja Gaiden has many more games in the belt than, than Strider does, um, including, you know, where, where, where things leap off with, with the DS title and, and Ninja Gaiden Black and go into this top-down action style instead. Uh, Strider Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, he has. He has. Um, Strider is a classic character. Um, 
hasn't had as many installments, but the ones that he's been in have been all really great, almost beat em up style, old school action adventures, like like Contra, except you're playing as a, as a guy. Yeah, as a ninja with a katana. I mean, um, fan demand alone got them to make a new game for him in 2014. And it's a good game. Yeah. It's just the song the original, which is an issue for me. But it's a good game. <laughs> you can say the same about the original Ninja Guidance, though. Oh, my gosh. It's that NES difficulty. Um, they're both great characters. I mean, uh, Hayabusa, you know, has, has had some clamor amongst Smash fans. Uh, myself included for a while now, being, you know, the argument being he's one of the last, like, A or B tier NES era characters really left to pull from. So there's that history there that that speaks to him. Uh, Strider, again, he's a, he's a little newer, but, but still old by today's standards and, and an arcade classic. Uh, one who's become a very popular character in Marvel versus Capcom. So, yeah, I, I think the biggest difference between these two guys, as far as a Smash kit goes, is within their moveset capability because Ryu Hayabusa has a lot of different. It's it's items. magic versus tech. Right, he has items and sub weapons and 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 different magic capabilities, whereas Strider Strider has more of like a combo heavy, um, slashy move set. But uh, one thing that uh, Ryu yeah. does have is that in the 3D games, he does have a bunch of different weapons he could utilize as well. Right. Uh, a bit, it's similar to uh, Dante again. Um, right, like like a scythe, for instance, and yep. things. Yeah, that is that's also true. That is also true. So, so Hayabusa, he's yet again a character whose kit is ever expansive, um, more like traditional, maybe projectile style options uh, than Dante or or whomever. Although Dante has a million guns. Um, And, and Strider, I mean, he's a really cool character. I love Strider and his games as well. Um, there's a little less to do on the outright, but that isn't a bad thing. Like, uh, there's a reason he's a celebrated fighting game character. Um, and I think that that combo-heavy, slashy moveset would be a way to both differentiate him from other sword fighters to a great degree and also pay homage to his Marvel versus Capcom moveset. I mean, not just that, but he's got, you know, typical kunai and bombs, but okay. he also has um, robots that can fight alongside mm -hmm. them. Uh, oh, that's he, right. has, he has, like, a shield shield one that, mm -hmm. like, rotates around and fire off rings. Uh, he's mm -hmm. got a tiger that will lunge forward. He's, he's got a bird that will swoop down. Uh, that's he right. He even has, like, a gauntlet that he can use to store a plasma and then fire it out as a projectile attack. Right, like like, like a Mega Man X. Or, or Samus from... The Metroid series. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> just say that it's pellets, because they're more like uh, bladed arrows in terms of how they look. Uh, mm -hmm. But then you can also use that same plasma to charge up his sword for wider swings, uh, bigger hitboxes. Uh, he can throw his weapon like a boomerang. He can yeah. have, a, have his robot reflect or blow up, generate cold plasma, magnets. Yeah. 
Where and all Ryu has um, the ninjutsu techniques, thunderclap kick, uh, fireballs, and whatnot because of the ninpo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. And and just like any good JRPG protagonist, Ryu is exceptional at fire and ninpo in particular. And I mean, has an fire techniques. Yeah, he, he's got several fire techniques, but even then, he's got like he's got ice, he's got wind. Mm-hmm. It's a fair bit of wind, actually. I think there's a yeah, there's an lightning one. Mm-hmm. Time stop. Oh, goody! That's... Teleport! Yay! <laughs> Time stop and teleport. So Hayabusa is a Bayonetta and Mewtwo clone. Grip of murder. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Able to kill an enemy in one strike when active. However, each killing will be will bring more pain to Ryu, and eventually he will die from it. Uh, that, I'm wondering if that's a move from the third game where he's Ninja Gaiden got three. A, yeah, yeah, where he's got a cursed arm. Yep. Mm-hmm. They they are you know again equally matched essential from from their move set potential. Um, he also has um, dragon blood. He does. He does. And I've always envisioned that being the final smash, being being the uh, art of the true inferno, where he incorporates the final the the fire dragon into his final smash. Yeah. Doesn't he like turn into a dragon for the attack? I believe so. If I if I recall, it's been, it's been a while since I played that game, but yeah, I believe so. Um. Ninjas, man. Ninjas. Mm-hmm. They're they're everywhere. You got they have nunchucks and hammers and yeah, what and several wind, swords, windmill shuriken and scythes and wind ninpo and I mean and they both have. Robot, sorry, Gavas. Robot summons. Yeah. So it's it's really down to taste. I I don't think there's a wrong option here. I think in the rate their chances world, which is this is not. Yeah, rate chances would be very different. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hayabusa would have the edge over Strider for multiple reasons, but more so because Strider is competing in that swath of Capcom characters um, more than anything against him himself. This is much more even ground. Um, you have Hayabusa, Strider, and then arguably, we're not talking about him, but the but the protagonist of Shinobi as well, all very strong choices for this arch- archetypal inclusion in Smash. But what about Sheik and Greninja? That doesn't quite hit the right. <laughs> but his name is Greninja. I know, and yet Hayabusa and Strider have not wrapped their tongues around their necks. Maybe that's a point against them. You're right. I should put Vice back on the table. <laughs> Only if he wraps his tongue around his neck. <laughs> Calls himself a ninja. I think Vice would do anything at this point to make it into Smash. Unfortunately, I don't have much to add in regards to uh, Strider. I'm more familiar with Ryu because I've never... I didn't even know who Strider was until... um, Marvel vs. Capcom. Until Marvel vs. Capcom, yeah. So... Mm. Wasn't... uh, Wasn't generally on the systems I... From what I remember, wasn't on the systems I was playing, but... Genesis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's neat. He is neat. He is neat. I, I wouldn't be against either of these characters being in Smash. 
can wall jump. They can both probably wall jump. Let's be mm -hmm. honest. They can probably both wall. They can yeah, wall they can both wall jump. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They can both do the duck walk as well. Nope. Yeah. Ryu Hayabusa can canonically do the duck walk. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I guess we we've just kind of hit that point already. It's it's who are we picking? This is this is unlike unlike Vice versus Guybrush Adams. So that was a clean sweep. This is one where neither choice is necessarily factually wrong. Don't tell the internet that because they will say that one of us is wrong. They will. I'm gonna guess it's not gonna be me. So um I think are we ready to lock in our votes? At yep. this point. At least say Arlene's. Yeah. Who wants to go first? You. All right. Hi, Abusa. All right. Uh my vote well, I've I've kind of mentioned this in a previous episode. Hi Abusa, I I I've I watched the Strider games. I watched most of the Ninja Guy games. I couldn't I didn't watch all the three D ones because the first one bored me. It just did. I don't know if maybe it was just who I was watching. It wasn't super interesting. But the first one bored me. It, it didn't really make me super excited for Hayabusa. Strider just seems more interesting to me. Uh, I, I like his design better. I like his his games better. I like what he can do. I vote Strider. I... For me, it's the same argument, but reverse. Fair, fair. <laughs> but I, I, but I played and enjoy Strider's games too. But yeah, yeah, I would probably. Uh, I think just because of my lack of knowledge of Strider, I would probably end up voting. Uh, I would have to vote uh, Ryu. And that's the know. internet read out a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like neither of them these are bad choices as you've mentioned it's just when i watched them one was just a lot more fun to me to see play out right and to be honest I, the the original ninja gaiden trilogy then dragon song later on that's where the pro the majority of my enjoyment from that series comes from right um I haven't put in the time to play all of the other games yet. Um, I, I do own, well, I did own it on the on the Wii U, and I like that doesn't mean any good anymore. Um, it's it's uh, and and I understand too, like Tecmo Koei games. There's a certain quality or non quality to them in current times as well. There, there is a silly cheapness to it, right? Like Modern Ninja Gaiden, Bleeding into Dead or Alive. It has, it has a cheesy quality B movie role sheen, like Resident Evil kind of does. So it's not quite the vibe for everybody. Mm hmm. I, I think they should do a new, a new Ninja Gaiden game that is 2D platformer, but in modern style, kind of like what they did with. Uh, Strider in 2014. I agree. I agree. Not, 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 not this 3D shit. Not every game needs to have a 3D thing going mm -hmm. on. They can they can go the Mercury Steam route. It did wonders for Metroid. Oh, hell yes. Mm-hmm. 
I think that would turn out really well. Uh, Strider, he doesn't need, they don't need to massively renovate Strider. I think the 2014 re, um, sequel was awesome. They yeah. just need to make another one. <laughs> they just need to make another one. Ah, yes. If only Capcom listened to people that weren't their employees. If they yeah. listened to them. They, Capcom listens to the almighty dollar. They sure do, buddy. As do we all. Well, Fuck that. Interested in a sponsorship or Super Cash Brothers? Contact us. <laughs> yeah. We won't show your game. Also Get true. out, Apex. Get out. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Oh my gosh. Good times. Nope. Yep. All right. Well, we did our rate the chances. Uh, only one of them scored high enough to make it into the top ten, and that was Zagreus. Mm -hmm. And then we got our Smash Rushes done. So that means, uh, well, we're getting close to the end of the season, so when we get to that Tournament of Champs at the very end, Guybrush and Ryu are going to have a chance of being the uh, most... Hmm. I'm going to change that sentence. The most wanted character for Smash of the Smash Rushes of the whole season. Will, they, will either of them win it? I think they got a decent chance, better than some others we talk about this season. We have the likes of Pigman, Midbus, the Rampage Squad. Yeah, we've, uh, Sir hey, at least, Dan at least Ford it's not Rabid Mario. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. That happened. Anyways, uh, well, Dodds, uh, you don't have to be kidnapped anymore. Thank you. Thank you indeed. Thanks uh, for having me on. Yeah. Maybe, maybe someday I'll make a Guybrush moveset and I'll be like, hey, Dots, help because there's so much to do. Please give me direction. <laughs> there's too much. There are too many options. All I know for sure is rubber chick with a pulley and it has to be somewhere and insult sword fighting. That's all I know. Everything else is up in the air. Definitely. God. What a time again. <laughs> I ain't doing it right now. Fuck no. But yeah, next episode... Hmm? You guys have a little bit of time. I don't need to start making the moveset right now. No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I got other things I'm working on. That you do. But next episode begins the penultimate cycle of the season. On topic, we're talking about adventure modes in Smash, whether it's Melee's adventure mode, uh, Brawl Subspace Simulator, or Ultimate's World of Light. What we liked about him, what we don't, what was better, and what do we want to see in the next game, if anything? Because Smash 4 didn't give a shit. What the fuck? You think Master Orders is going to make up for it, or fucking... What what was the dumb Mario Party mode? Oh, I guess the, I guess we had Smash Run. That's technically our adventure mode for Smash, which is on 3DS only. And then freaking Wii U gets a Smash Tour. Ooh, yay! What a fun fucking mode that was. Not quite. Not at all. <laughs> I played it for the achievements, and then I was done. Me too. We'll get there when we get there, though. I have so many words for that for that era. I have two words. 
It sucked. It was a footnote and a footstool into Ultimate, and that was kind of it. It was definitely one of the modes of Smash Brothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's also true. Yes. All right, well, uh, we'll get more into that in that episode. But for this one, we're done. Stop listening. Go do something else with your life. I sure wish I could. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Goodbye, everyone. See ya.